1: Welcome to Catholic Review Radio. I'm George Madisec. Seek the City to Come is a two-year pastoral planning effort launched last year concerning the future of all 57 parishes in Baltimore City and several in Baltimore County. The initiative is focused on strengthening church ministry and presence in the city at a time when the number of Catholics in city parishes has fallen dramatically. Hundreds of people gathered in the Cathedral of Mary Our Queen June 27th for a special prayerful celebration of the close of Seek the City's listening phase that sought input from people across the Archdiocese of Baltimore. It also marked the launch of the vision phase of Seek the City. Joining us to talk about what they've learned and where Seek the City goes from here are Bishop Bruce Lewandowski, urban vicar for the Archdiocese of Baltimore and Jerry Bird, director of Seek the City. Bishop Bruce and Jerry, thanks so much for being here on Catholic Review Radio. Thank you, George. Bishop, maybe we'll start with you. Um, For listeners who might not be familiar with Seek the City, could you explain why the effort was launched and what the goals are for Seek the City?
2: Sure. Thanks for having me on. Good to be with you, Jerry and George. The church in Baltimore is at a tipping point. Uh, perhaps we've been there for, for quite a while. Our Catholic population in the fifties and sixties was fairly significant within the city of Baltimore. We had anywhere upwards of a quarter of a million Catholics coming to church and filling um, on Sundays, 25,000 seats in our churches. We're talking about 61 churches in the city and, and the, the near suburbs, just in the beltway uh, where we find ourselves now is we are tremendously we find ourselves in in just a, a, an unbelievable position where we have about 5,000 people attending Mass on Sundays, more or less in, in the churches in the city. A tremendous shift, a tremendous change. And I, I say a tipping point because we ask ourselves, what are we going to do? We're not making disciples. Our churches are not growing. Uh, every year they're shrinking. And this is an opportunity. Uh, We like to say every challenge is an opportunity. So we look at our our situation and and i love to repeat what Jerry often says. She says 5,000 isn't, isn't a sign of weakness. We're 5,000 strong and we have to look at what 5,000 can do. And um, I think 5,000 can do great things. Uh, And now is our moment. Now is our time to look at the church and say, who do we want to be five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, 25, even 30 years from now. And the preparation and planning for that future are right now. So we are in a two-year process that has four phases. The first year, full year, is a year of listening. And we've done that. And we listened in seven or eight different ways to try to capture all the voices, get everybody at the table. We're now in the visioning phase, which is nine to six months. After that, we'll go into the discerning phase, another, another about six months. And so we hope to end up at Pentecost 2024 with a plan and a vision for our future that will go then into the implementation phase. So four phases, about two years to get the plan in place and then go forward. And our hope is uh, to preach the gospel anew, a new, vibrant, revitalized Catholic presence in the city We're not retreating from the city. Actually, we are rushing toward the city with all of our resources, gifts, talents, and abilities, with all of our charisms and all of the pastoral programs and ministry that the church has to offer to bring new life, new energy, new enthusiasm. And what we've said to people is we really need to think and and pray and reflect about this because it's not just a change in geography. This is not just a change in buildings. It's not just a change in location, this is a change of mind and heart. And we need to think about what it need means to be Catholic in our times, for, for our situation, for our circumstances. So we're, we're challenging people to think about being Catholic in a new and different way. And, and that I think is very much in line with Archbishop Glory's call through a light brightly visible, to go out and evangelize, to be people of the word on the streets to meet people where they are with the love of Jesus Christ in in radical welcome and radical hospitality it's the call of pope francis who's called us all to be missionary disciples
1: you mentioned that the listening phase just recently concluded i wonder jerry could you tell us a little bit about how that listening phase proceeded and what what some of the what were some of the things that you learned from the listening phase
3: well sure absolutely well first of all george thank you so much for having us today really do appreciate it Um, the, The goal of the listening phase was really an opportunity to engage as many voices as possible. And, you know, Bishop Bruce talked about, you know, we we're in a situation here in the city with our Catholic church. Right. And we tend to liken it to when you have a problem in a family. What do you do? You sit down at the table. You talk about it. You discuss it and you find a way through. So what we really wanted to do was to create a process where we could capture everybody's voice in a very open capacity um, and create a very comfortable platform for us all really to come together. Um, And we were very fortunate. It was one of the most fruitful experiences I think that I feel like that we as a Catholic church in the city of Baltimore have been able to to endeavor upon. We engaged about 3,800 voices and that was huge. And what we really wanted to do was to ensure that it was an open process in order to do that. We wanted to give different ways and different opportunities and different access so that everybody had an opportunity to really speak and to really share. And so we engaged in multiple capacities. We started off last fall with our open prayerful discussions, and these were regional gatherings where we invited everyone to come in, every every pastor, parish leader, all at the table together in a very prayerful capacity to really listen and to capture a voice and the dynamic capacity of our parish communities. When we talk about those 5,000 strong, we have 5,000 strong who are engaged. And what we're learning through that process is that the parishioners and the leaders who are at the table are really doing the work. But I think one of the biggest things that we learn, especially throughout the listening phase from our parish visits to our listening Sundays, Um, from our surveys, is that our parishioners are engaged. They are passionate about their parish communities. But the biggest thing is they want to find a way to evangelize. Because what we realize is that, you know, our neighborhoods are changing around us. Every parish community is going through this. The neighborhood is changing. And they want to figure out ways to invite young people um the youth people into the parish and that evangelizing piece is really key and it's not that our parishioners and our leadership doesn't want to it's just the capacity to do it and the understanding on how and that's that was kind of an overarching thing is that you know there's vibrancy and there's there's love in our parish communities, but they need the tools to be able to make those disciples.
1: Bishop Bruce, in the listening sessions that I attended, I, I often heard you speak about how the, the church in the city might look a little bit different or might look significantly different from what it does now. Could could you talk about that? And also this question of whether the archdiocese already has a plan of for closing parishes, that that question comes up a lot
2: right from the start, and we've told folks this, it's not if we'll be in Baltimore City as a Catholic community of faith, it's how. So we plan to be here. Um, We're the Premier C. Uh, We've been here for 200 plus years and we plan to be here um, 200 plus more. We do not have a plan. Uh, We like to say we're building the plane as we fly it actually. And the idea of inviting everybody to the table to give their thoughts, their ideas, dreams, visions, their concerns, their, their hopes, is that we are we are building this future together. So there is no plan. And actually, we have resisted. We, we have actually deliberately stopped ourselves from trying to guess what this will look like. Because we, we really want to build it together um, with the people who, who have held it together for so long. Um, I look at our, our parishioners in the city as heroic. They have really blood, sweat, and tears made tremendous sacrifice to keep um, buildings open and and ministries alive. And I'd say those are the folks that need to help uh, create the vision. And we're engaging them now in the through the listening phase and now into the visioning phase to create what the church will look like. Um, it's not going to look the same in east as it does in west, and south as it does in north. And we need to come to the table, all of us together, to to really do this this um, work. And it's a labor of love. It really is a labor of love. We love our church. We want our church to be the best it can be. And um, but simply put, we have not put together a plan. We're doing it together with as many people as possible, contributing, hopefully so that at the end of this, we can all say that that's the church I want to build. That's a church that I've been hoping for. That's the church of my dreams.
1: Jerry, could you talk a little bit about the call to prayer session that was held recently at the cathedral?
2: Yes,
3: absolutely. Um, you know, what I would first say is that, you know, that was a labor of love in itself. And um, the call to prayer really was such an unprecedented, amazing display of unity. It was a beautiful sight to see so many diverse faces, so many diverse types of worship, all of us in our whole city coming together in such a beautiful capacity. And We want to create that again. And so we're really hopeful um, that we will have an open outdoor citywide mass sometime this fall. Um, We're planning for that. And um, it, it really is an unbelievable display of how we can all come together when we know we have a mission. And if we understand that we are one church with one mission and one in Christ, we can all come together as one and unify. And that call to prayer was an amazing opportunity to really feel that and be a part of that for the city of Baltimore.
1: Well, we're talking about Seek the City to Come, a two-year pastoral planning initiative focused on the city and nearby parishes in Baltimore County. And our guests are Bishop Bruce Lewandowski, Urban Vicar for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and Jerry Berg, director of Seek the City. We're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation, focusing especially on the next phase of Seek the City, which is the vision phase. I'm George Matasek. You're listening to Catholic Review Radio. We'll be back in a moment.
4: Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Some Catholics might think there are no deaf parishioners in their parish and therefore no need for ministering to them. But Father Michael Depsik, an oblate of St. Francis de Sales, who is deaf, said that since deafness is invisible, it's easy to overlook fellow Catholics who are deaf. He likened ministry to people who are deaf as being similar to ministering to people who speak a different language. Father Depsik said deaf Catholics need to have mass in their own language and culture. Archbishop William E. Loria appointed Father Depsic as the new chaplain for Deaf Ministry in the Archdiocese, effective August 14th. Father Depsik celebrated Mass at the Baltimore Basilica in May, around the time his appointment was finalized. Father Depsic signed most of the prayers of the Mass, and Chris Duck, Coordinator of Deaf Ministry for the Archdiocese, interpreted vocally for the hearing members of the congregation. Father Debsick has spent the last several years based in Detroit, providing ministry to the deaf community there, while also traveling around the country to provide sign language masses and other ministry, including within the Archdiocese of Baltimore. According to Johns Hopkins researchers, there are more than 1.2 million Marylanders who are deaf or hard of hearing. Maryland has one of the largest populations of deaf people in the country. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. For Catholic Review Media, I'm Kevin Parks
0: remember the spirit of your parish
3: community the power of worshiping together the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith join us for mass this weekend visit archbelt.org to find a catholic parish
2: near you feel the joy
0: this is archbishop william laurie of baltimore and you are listening to catholic
1: review radio welcome back to catholic review radio i'm george matasek we're talking about Seek the City to Come, a two-year pastoral planning effort that was launched last year concerning the future of the parishes of Baltimore City and some of nearby Baltimore County. Our guests are Bishop Bruce Lewandowski, Urban Vicar for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and Jerry Bird, Director of Seek the City to Come. Bishop Bruce, in our last segment, we talked about the listening phase of Seek the City, and now we're in just in the beginning part of the visioning phase. Could you talk about what the vision phase is and, and what's going to happen there?
2: So I think right off the bat, we're asking folks, what do you mean when you say vision? And we all want to get on the same page with that word, because it means all kinds of things to all kinds of people. So we're talking about visioning, also talking about what would keep us from moving forward and embracing a new vision for, for our city church. And that vision, this visioning happens around different elements of what it means to be a faith community, to be, to be a church. So the, the visioning is around pastoral programs and ministries. The visioning is around the actual physical building of the church and the resources needed to do ministry. The visioning actually has to do with location mapping, you know, where do we need a church really? Uh, according to the, the, not just the geography, but the population, the people of the city. Uh, Where do we need to be at this time in Baltimore City history? And where can we best utilize all that we have as a church? Part of this though too is uh, serious conversations about loss and letting go. Um, We're not going into this naively. We understand that this is a painful process. It inspires a lot of fear and, and anxiety in folks. And so just as much as we're talking about where we'll be and how we'll be, Um, we're focused on on people, us, and and what this means for us now and going into the future. And so again, the visioning is around ministries and pastoral programs. What will that look like? How can we do faith formation? How will we care for our seniors and elderly? How will we celebrate the mass the best way we can? And and then it's around buildings, how are we going to have office space and administrative space? Will we have classroom space for catechesis? A big hall for gatherings? We want the most beautiful church possible. So, visioning around that, and then where? Again, it's mapping, and maybe that's the hardest uh, uh, part of this. And then, you know, to ask ourselves, you know, how are we going to accompany and be with each other? That I think that that is the conversation that Jerry and I have been really focusing on right now is we're in this together. We're journeying together and we need to compassionately uh, and lovingly journey with each other through what will be a a process of letting go and loss. You know, I think some of us have been in denial for a while and we're reaching a point of acceptance that this is really happening. And now how do do we grieve? How do we really be with each other? And what will be a sad time a difficult time for some as our church changes and tra- changes dramatically. Prayer, 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 prayer helps. Right,
3: I, I would say that the the hopeful side of that is that what we learned from the listening phase was the feedback. Our, our listening phase basically defined who we are as a Catholic church, and from all of what we captured. What we realize, and when we share that that feedback of who we are, what we realize is that that is the foundation of the vision. So there is a hopeful way forward because we know who we are as a Catholic Church, and we know what we can imagine and what we envision. So there there's a there there's a, a hopeful piece in that, and this is the part where we are literally rolling our sleeves up, we get to act and put action behind those words. We put action now behind the feedback and everything that was captured during that listening phase. So, so we're excited to move forward in this because this is when we get to dream big and really figure out how we can be more. We know who we wanna be, but we can be more. And so it, it's a it's a hopeful part of the the process and so we're really excited about it what's coming forward.
1: Jerry, who is involved in this phase of the planning?
3: Well, everyone at this point because we are engaging our at the parishioner level, we're engaging pastoral leadership, we're engaging pastors, everyone will have a say in what that visioning looks like. There will be a groundswell of ideas. And then ultimately, those different plans or those different visions will come together and we will find a meeting in the middle on resolution and how we move forward. And that will be the next phase. Bruce and Bruce mentioned prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer helps and it does because what we will do is we will pray on that vision We will discern through it, and from that, we will find a plan and a way forward to our future church in the city.
1: A few years ago, the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of Baltimore went through somewhat of a a similar planning initiative and what emerged out of that was Mother Mary Lang Catholic School, which is a beautiful, brand new state-of-the-art school that grew out of some of some schools that were struggling. Do you anticipate that maybe that might be a possibility out there, that we might get a new church building that brings together some struggling parishes or, or something along those
2: lines? Some have already expressed a desire for something new, actually based specifically on what they've seen at the beautiful Mother Mary Lang School. Um, I remember one parishioner in a listening session said, if we're going to have a black church in the city of Baltimore, it should be the best church in the city of Baltimore. And she said, "Um, let's think big. Let's think outside the box. Let's dream big dreams. So you never know. I I think um, right now anything is possible because, like we said, there's no plan we're still dreaming big dreams and, and hoping for the best. We have a, about a minute left.
1: I wonder if you both could reflect a little bit on after all this is through, what do you hope the outcome will be for the city and for the church?
3: Well, I think what I see is a church that is alive and a church that is present in all of our communities because our great city of Baltimore is a mosaic of people it's a mosaic of different types of worship and the one thing that we realize in seek the city is that we have to celebrate our diversity right we have to celebrate our cultural differences they, they are beautiful just like a mosaic and so that's what i see for this is a beautiful, thriving city church that is relevant and present.
2: For many years, our churches in the city have lived from year to year wondering if they're going to survive. I, I want to put that behind us. I, I really do. And um, not have our churches worried about our people in their, their parishes worried about treading water and and living you know from one year to the next are we going to be here next year are are we going to make it no i i think i i echo um jerry's words there we're not worried we don't want to worry more about survival we want to thrive we want to be the best we can be and i think we're on a track now really not just to seek the city to come but to make that church that city that city real for God's glory and for the good of our brothers and sisters.
1: I think it's very hopeful. And, and if anyone wanted more information about Seek the City or wanted to become involved or had questions about it, where, where can they go for information?
3: Well, they can go onto the website, um, uh, www.seekthecity.org. I am readily available um, at uh, jerry.bird at archbolt.org. Um, so we are we are always um, ensuring that our website is kept current, that um, our parish communities know, will know when the next envisioning sessions will be. So the website is a very good source. Um, and as I said before, I'm available by email, by phone, um, easy to contact at any time.
1: Great. Well, our guests today have been Bishop Bruce Lewandowski, urban vicar for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and Jerry Bird, director of Seek the City to Come. Bishop Bruce and Jerry, thanks again for being here on Catholic Review Radio. It
2: was great being with
1: you. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes, thanks, George. Thank you. For Catholic Review Radio, I'm George Matisek. Thanks for listening.
3: The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's
2: catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.